بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Dear brothers, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله always that he gave us the chance to live not to gain extra money not just to eat or to sleep or to enjoy your life but alhamdulillah that he gave us the chance to worship him more to gain more good deeds so our mizan will be heavier every one single minute every hour every day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the chance to live that means he's giving us the mercy to have more good deeds so only the winners those people who take care of themselves to purify purifying the self by adding more and more good deeds to their book فَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينِهِ فَيَقُولُ هَاؤُمُ اقْرَأُ كِتَابِيَهِ When you read this, these few ayahs in Surah Al-Haqqah, when you read the meaning of these ayahs, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described what will happen in the judgment day, although it's not happened yet, but he's describing it like it has happened already. And he's giving us two examples. The first example for the person who have done good in life by obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making jihad against himself first of all to make it in the right track. The track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So how he will be happy in that day when he receives his book by the right hand. How happy we will be when he understands and feel that he is a winner and he will end up to Jannah. So he's showing, showing the others, see my book. Nobody cares about him. Nobody wants to talk about his book, but he is so happy. How Mukraw Kitabiya, read my book. إني ظننت أني ملاق حسابي والرزق فهو في عيشة راضية في جنة عالية قطوفها دانية كلوا واشربوا هنيئا بما أسلفتم في الأيام الخالية كلوا واشربوا يعني eat and drink only know هنيئا to drink and eat is easy we eat and drink in life but is it هنيئا that's the case that's only in Jannah. When you eat, when you drink with no troubles, that this food or that food and that drink will not harm you at all, will not give you any trouble, will not need you to go to the bathroom. You eat as much as you can, you enjoy eating. You don't feel full at all. Whenever you want to eat, you can eat. No harm to your body. No, no, no blood sugar. No afraid of heart attack, cholesterol, so on. 
You eat as you like. You drink as you want. You're not afraid that you will drink more than you need that will hurt you. And the other hand, the other guy who is taking his book by his left hand, it's not up to him, of course. He would try to take his book by his right hand, but he cannot. So only the left hand will come to take the book because he is a loser. I urge you brothers to read the translation of the meaning of these ayahs of Surah Al-Haqqa because it's a part of our case we are discussing the case of self-purification. Tonight, insha'Allah, we are continuing to talk about the hard worshipping. Again to say, if the body worships, if the body makes sujood, if the tongue worship by reciting Holy Quran and by Zikr, the heart also worships, but more than that and better than that. That's why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the hadith of Al-Nu'man ibn Bashir radiyallahu anhuma, which is narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim both, he told us in the end of the hadith, أَلَا وَإِنَّ فِي الْجَسَدِ piece of fish إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله ألا وهي القلب the heart if this heart is clean good the whole body will be if it's vice versa the whole body will be so he is the leader and we are not talking of course about the blood the, the heart which is piece of meat we are talking about the heart in the mental side We talked about love, which is one of the heart worshipping. We talked about hope. We talked about fear. These three worshippings. We said these three these three worshippings is like is giving an example like a bird. Love is the is the head. Hope is the one wing, and fear is the second wing. All of these three must be there. If there is no love, then the worshipping is not accepted. If there is no hope, if there is no fear, the bird will fall down and it will be eaten by anything on earth. Tonight we need to talk about another heart worshipping. It's the patience. Patience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala order us we mu'min, we believers to be patient wasbiru inna allah ma'asfadirin in Arabic language the verb may be an order verb fi'lu amr maybe it's the present verb fi'l mubari' maybe it's past verb fi'l mabi in here this is an order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the mu'mineen to be patient wasbiru inna allaha ma'asfadirin Allah will be with those people who have patience patience he will be with them 
And the result of that, of patience, is very strange. Every good deed a Muslim would do, he will get a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but limited. One hasana, up to ten hasana, up to seven hundred, up to more and more. But in the case of sabr or patience, there is no limit. إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Without counting. They will get the result of this patience with no number of hasanat. That's really a big generous reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith which is narrated by al-Bukhari that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri and Abu Hurairah both of them narrated that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said لا يطيب المؤمن نصب ولا وصب حتى الشوكة يشاكها إلا كفر الله بها من خطاياه Of course, as long as he is having the patience. If he is sick, if he is tired, he is poor, even if he is having a small cut in his skin, and he is patient for that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put down his bad deeds. Takfir al-khataya upon this hadith. This is another reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a mu'min should really only think of. But actually we have a problem in here. Whenever you talk about as-sabr or patience, people directly think of tragedies. Directly. So they always connect patience with tragedies. That's not true. Patience should, patience should be in three cases. That's why we said times of patience. We'll talk about them a little bit on details because we need really to understand why patience will be all on, in all of these three cases. Patience in worshipping. How is that? Don't you think that worshipping needs some patience? Of course, yes. Take an example of Salat al-Fajr. Al-Fajr prayer not so easy for a lot of people, of course. A person who is in the warm bed in the winter, a nice bed, fantastic pillow, nice wife, and the fajr, azan is there, hayya ala salah, hayya ala falah, idaraw to salah, idaraw to falah. Now, a Muslim now is facing two 
choices. To obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and leave this bed nice, leave the sleeping, push the tiredness and stand up and go for wudu and for salah. That's what Allah loves. And the other choice is to relax and say Allah Ghafoor Rahim. When I wake up inshallah for work, I will go and make salah. I will not leave my salah, but I will do it inshallah at 7.30. Now, leaving all of this, leaving the bed, will be really a case of and something needs patience. A patience, a patience for leaving where you think you like. It's not so easy, but patience is needed in here. Another good example is fasting. Ramadan or any other day. Whether it's a month like Ramadan, Fard or Nafil and any other fasting. Of course, clearly here we have to have a patience. Patience because you are so hungry and food is there in front of you. So thirsty water and juice and other things in front of you. No need to talk about the other examples. The other things too. Huh? So in this case, patience here is very needed. Because you are, you are having three selves or three kinds of selves inside you. Nafs al-Ammara, Nafs al-Lawama, Remember that we talked about it a few weeks ago. And Nafs al-Ammara is pushing you. Why do you have to fast? Why do you have to leave all of these nice things? Food, drink, this, that. Why do you have to do this? To, to leave these things? Go ahead. And Allah, Ghafur Rahim. All of you are using Ghafur Rahim here. We are not using the other one, Shadid al-Iqab. So Ghafur Rahim here, we, we believe in it. Oh, this is nobody, nobody forget this. Inna Allah Ghafur Rahim. Yes, of course. Every person believes in that. But what about the other? Inna Allah Shadid al-Iqab. We try to go away from this one. So, to leave your desires, to leave our desires for food, for drink, for wine, needs the patience. Needs a lot of patience. So doing the worshiping needs patience. Going for Hajj or Umrah also needs patience. A lot of movement. Paying money. Oh, paying money is the problem here. Yani even paying zakah or paying sadaqah or paying for hajj or for umrah or for good things, really it's, it's something uh, lots of people do not like. To take is good, but to pay is no good. So to do this, we have patience also. We have to have patience. So to worship Allah in these cases and other cases, we have to have patience. We have to have patience even in Salah itself. When we make jihad against ourselves, not to go far away while we are in Salah. But he is there, but the mind is far away. So we have to make jihad. We have to have patience to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do what he told us to do. 
So patience is needed a lot in the case of worship. So it's not only tragedies. We'll come to it, inshallah. Patience, or second kind of patience we need, a second type is the patience to be of forbidden things. Desires of human beings. A desire for haram. Every human being, he has his desires. Shahawat, as Allah told us in his holy book, Muhammad told us in his hadith, he called them shahawat. The things we like, the things we love, sometimes it's haram. Some of our desires are halal, okay, fine, we can take them in the time where it's allowed. But there's a lot of desires that are not allowed. So to refrain from having these things, we have to have patience. One of the examples we are facing now is to refrain from looking around or giving the eyes their freedom to look all around. In the channels, in the streets, in the hospitals, in there, in there, men and women want to look around. If we really have patience, then we can stop ourselves and not to ammara to be so. وَمَا أُبَرِّئُ نَفْسِ إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءٍ That's the one, the first kind of nafs which is inside each one of us. It's pushing us. Unfortunately, it's helping the, our major enemy, shaitan, Iblis. She's helping him against us to put us in the troubles of disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this case, we have to really to be careful when we deal with this nafs, ourselves. Somebody will say, I have really a question before. Somebody say, how, how are you saying that there are three nafs in one person? Okay, if you cannot take it this way, take it that there are descriptions or qualities of one nafs. One person has three qualities inside him. Nafsul ammara, nafsul lawama, nafsul mutma'inna. And each one of these are mentioned in the holy book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If the nafs lawama is really blaming us when we do bad things, nafs ammara who is pushing us to do bad things. While nafs mutma'inna is the only one which is good. Ya ayyatuhan nafs mutma'inna irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyya fadkhuli fi ibadi wadkhuli jannati. This is nafs mutma'inna. This nafs which is having a peace, having peace with the orders of Allah. Until it reaches the point that she enjoys to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Enjoyment. That's what you remember when we talked about Ihsan. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best person ever walked in earth, was doing all of his worshippings with Ihsan. He enjoys Salah, as he mentioned Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَجُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ And as you see in the hadith, I don't think I mentioned it in here, but he has been shukr, inshallah, to come to us. He, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, enjoys praying. So Aisha, our mother Aisha, asked him, Ya Rasulullah, 
Allah will Allah forgive you for everything before and after. Why are you hurting yourself this much? He said, shouldn't I be a thankful slave? أَفَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا He enjoys Salah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He spent most of the night until his legs and his feet were bleeding. He enjoys sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Salah that when he gets into Salah, he relaxes. When he has any trouble, he goes for Salah. كَانَ إِذَا نَابَهُ شَيْءٌ فَزِعَ إِلَى الصَّلَةِ now when we have any trouble, directly we think, where's our wasta? Who's going to help us out in that such and such department, or then police, or try to think now, check in the mobile, maybe you have some number for some brothers who can help us, subhanallah. Why can't we jump into salah? Why did we go to, go to salah to ask the one who is, subhanahu wa ta'ala, capable of everything? And he will lead people to come and help us. That's the case. That's the difference between us and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa That he thinks of nobody but Allah. That's why when he ever have a problem, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam salah. Why? To talk to the greater, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greater, subhanahu wa ta'ala. To ask Allah, the one who can do whatever you really think, no one can do this to you. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not allow these people to help you out, nobody will help you out. So they will not help us out and give the subhanahu wa ta'ala beside that. So we have, we have to have patience in the case of our desire, especially for forbidden things. People who want to look around, people who want to enjoy haram things, enjoy having riba, more money. 100,000 riyal put it in the bank, in one year you'll have some more money without doing anything. Or rishwa, working in a place where you can, where we can, or that person can have some more money by helping people by his own job, and so on. So we have to have patience in here to stop ourselves from guiding us to the wrong place, which will lead us to Jahannam, na'udhu Nasallah al-Adhan Jahannam. So this is another type of patience. The last one which is known by everybody almost, the patience on tragedies, in troubles. And that is really, most of people know. If a person having a problem, he's losing money, he's losing a car, he's losing a child, he's losing that, or having a problem in this, or sickness, and so on, then he search for patience. That's known to everybody, but it's also needed. It's also needed. This patience, where is going to be? In the hand, or in the tongue, or in the body? No, it's in the heart. So that's why we call it heart worshipping. It's a worshipping by the heart to have the patience. See the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How much patience he had when he was carrying and conveying the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the people. He was the last person until he became about 40 years old. When he started to call people to Islam, people started to have him as, have him as an enemy. Before, he was a sadiq, al-ameen. People loved him. People trust him. People admire him. People praise him. But when he started to call for La ilaha illallah, ah, 
here comes the problem. Those people who used to call him a Sadiq and Amir and give him good names, now they are changing and they start to give, give him bad names. Sa'ir, Kadzab, Sha'ir, so on. If he did not have enough patience, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he couldn't be capable of carrying all of these troubles. But he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was the best person ever walked in earth. So that's why he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, have a lot of patience. Not only this, take this example, when he went to Taif to call people to Islam and they gave him the worst answer by making their children throw him with rocks until he pleaded, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then the angel of the mount, mountains came to him and he said, if you want, I'll just destroy them with the mountains. It was one of us, directly, yalla, kill him. No, that was Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, no, I will wait. May Allah, may Allah make out of them their children will worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What a long patience. Subhanallah, he's not thinking of them only, he's thinking of their children also. And that's exactly what happened. Abu Jahl, Fir'aun of this Ummah, the, one of the worstest, but the worstest, Quraishi, who hated Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His son, Ikram ibn Abi Jahl, became one of the best Sahaba. Abu Sufyan was one of the worst enemies of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he was leading Quraysh against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And because of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Abu, Abu Sufyan upside down, and he became a fantastic Muslim and a leader of Muslims. In this case, a true Muslim who is really caring about this deen of Muhammad should have patience in da'wah especially. Yani just imagine, those people who are working in da'wah, they are not going to be receiving applause of people always. Majority of Muslims will face troubles, especially those people who are working for La ilaha illallah, for Islam, for monetism, tawheed. They are going to face troubles even from their closest relatives. They will tell him, who are you? You know better than our good scholars before who told us to go to these graves and ask them instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are you? You just came from Saudi Arabia, becoming a Wahhabi to tell us this is monotheism and this and that. So those people who do not have patience, they say, why should I care about these people who doesn't want to know? They doesn't want to be good Muslims. No, no, no. A Muslim who is working for this deen, must see the life of Muhammad وسلم, how he takes his people and he's trying once and twice and three times hundreds of times to save his people from Jahannam they hit him he, they bleeded him وسلم, in Uqad and Taif and the other places and he's still making dua for his people why? because Allah gave him patience so we need in our way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala especially in the case of da'wah we have to have patience People will not applaud us. People will not admire us. People may, may call us bad names, may, may hurt us, may fire us from work. But still, a Muslim, a true Muslim, should have a patience in this case and wait. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed these people to become Muslims, alhamdulillah, if not, he has done his best and ma'asalama, he dies. But when he comes to the, in the judgment day, he found that he, what he has done in this life, patience and working for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be in his scale. So his skill will be heavy. فَمَنْ تَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةٍ رَّعْضِيَةٍ
ومن خفت موازينه فامه هاويه That reminds me, one of your brothers, Jazal Khair, he called me today and he told me about what happened in Hyderabad lately. Muslims are facing troubles. Muslims, just because they are Muslims, are facing troubles from the Kafirs. And that's natural. I tell you the truth, I am not amazed. A Muslim should not be amazed of the hatters of the Kafirin. Because Allah told us in His holy book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they hate us. And they want to kill us. They want to hurt us every time they can. Whenever they can. So don't be amazed. Don't be amazed that the Kafirin, whether they are Hindus or Christians or Jew or any other Kafirs. Don't be amazed that they are hurting us and hating us and killing us. Because it is natural. It's natural. We do hate them also. because Not because they are this kind of people. But because Allah told us they are the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah created them, gave them all these graces and still they are worshipping somebody else. What kind of really nasty people are they, these people? But one thing I have to remind you. The story is, or the story was that these Muslims were making milad. But what, what they were doing is incorrect. They are Muslims, yes, they are our brothers, yes, we love them, we really feel bad for what happened to them. But we do not agree with them in the case of Bilal. Because this is not done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not ordered by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have one Qudwa, one ideal, one leader, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we do not do anything, anything in our deen unless he told us to do. And we should refrain from doing whatever he told us not to do or he did not tell us to do at all. So question comes in here. Did he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, make a birthday party for, him, for himself in his life? No. Did Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, did that for him? No. Did the first three good centuries do that? No. Then why are we doing this? Still we say, again to say, that what what's happening to our Muslim brothers in Hyderabad is really hurting us. And we also make dua to them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save them. And to destroy these kafirin who are trying to hurt them. If they are not going to be Muslims. Although our Muslim brothers make mistakes, still they are our Muslim brothers also. So we make dua for them. We feel for them. We try to help them by any means we can. If we can give them money, if we can give them dua, you can, whatever you can do, you should do to them. And they really need, they really need patience also. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them patience. Do you have time to talk about the other one or not? Our Sheikh, uh, he is our coordinator and he talks about time. Do we have time or not? If you allow me then we'll talk about the second one which is the case of acknowledgement or shukr. Shukr actually brothers is another heart worshipping. It is something really, again, people mis, uh, misunderstand it. Things like Shukr, but just say Alhamdulillah. After he eats enough and he burps, they say Alhamdulillah. Lots of Muslims, they think this is Shukr, khalas. He has done the best Shukr he can do. That's incorrect. Let's see it now. It's actually to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what he has, what he gives us subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is giving us a lot of ni'mah, a lot of grace. 
not only in the body, your sight, your hearing, your body, your health, your money, your death, all of these from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also with the best ni'mah, best grace, is that you are a Muslim. Just now, look at these people who are not Muslims. How bad luck they are having, even if they are millionaires. Do you think Bill Gates is a happy person? No way. One poor Muslim who has hardly find something to eat in somewhere in this world is better than this guy. And happier than him also. So the biggest ni'mah you ever think of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided you to be a Muslim. Allahu Akbar. وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بَحَدِّدْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to tell about this ni'mah that is happening which is Islam. أَلَمِ جِدْكَ ضَالٍ وَجِدَكَ ضَالٍ فَهَدَى Allah found Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Nasr in the right track. He brought him to the right track and hada, hidayah. So that, this was one of the best ni'mah that he gave Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Of course. It's not because of our good efforts or good minds that we became Muslims. It's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most gracious, gives us ni'mah. So we need to thank him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that he will reward a lot of people. But he always say with Mashiach. He gives Mashiach in here. For all of these, he is subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned for a shukr. As an example, فَسَوْفَ يُغْنِيكُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ إِنْشَاء إِنْشَاء, that Mashiach in here means if he will. And he said in the maghfira, the sentence, وَيَغْفِرُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Okay. And he said in tawbah, وَيَتُوبُ اللَّهُ عَلَى مَنْ يَشَاءُ but in shukr, he said, وَتَنَجْزِ الشَّاكِرِينَ Without Mashi'an here. Subhanallah. No one will hear. He directly, subhanahu wa ta'ala, gives the reward directly. He has those people who are shakirin. He will reward them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Mughira ibn Shu'bah narrated that in Bukhari, as we said in the hadith, that Muhammad s.a.w., although he is forgiven for all his يعني all of he has done الله عليه وسلم in the past and in the future he is forgiven but still he is praying at the night until his teeth or legs swell or bleeding our mother Aisha asked him يا رسول الله why you do this to yourself he said أفلا أكون عبدا شكورا شكور شكر محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم شاكرين صلى الله عليه وسلم he did not say, خلاص, I am forgiven, خلاص, I'm going to Jannah, خلاص, why should I hurt myself? Relax. No. He, صلى الله عليه وسلم, continued to do more and more of ibadah. Who is among us stands all the night, or most of the night, or part of the night, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Although we are not forgiven, like Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. That's why we have to see and discuss the case of shukr in three pillars. Just to also explain or have a better understanding of the case of shukr. No one will be counted as a shakir 
or min al-shakirin al-list he has these three pillars. The first one is to admit by heart that this, these graces are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Was the vice versa? Was the opposite? Was the case of Qarun? You know Qarun, that man who has that much money that his, the keys of the money, of the treasuries of the money cannot be carried by one person. The keys, not the money itself. And when people told him, yeah, why don't you thank Allah Ta'ala, I said, I, did, I had this because I am smart. Fantastic manager. Huh? He is a good planner, good, good organizer, good businessman. No. When he said that, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala punished him in dunya before us. So first of all, in order to be a, a shakir or min shakirin, we have to admit it by heart that what, whatever grace we have from Allah Subhanahu wa Whether it is a mental ni'mah or a physical ni'mah, it is from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Money, food, sight, hearing, children, health, everything in us, plus the ni'mah of hidayah to the deen of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, all from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. We have to admit it by heart in the beginning. That's first place. The second pillar is to admit it also by tongue. Talk about it. Say Alhamdulillah, whatever I got from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not from my own efforts or smartness. That means those people who are fine spirits and saying, well, because of my smartness, because I am this, because of this, they are falling into kufr. But this side is minor cover, while the first one is major cover. By heart, if he says, if he thinks by heart that whatever he has got is not from Allah because of his effort, if he has this in his heart, believes in that, that's a major cover. That's why Allah punished Qarun. That's punishment you know. But by science, it's a little bit serious. That's why they call it kufrun ni'mah. Barab Allah madalan. قرية كانت آمنة مطمئنة يأتيها رزقها رغدا من كل مكان فكفرت بأنعم الله. Because كفر نعمة. It's not a major كفر, it's a minor كفر. The last part or pillar of شكر is to use the graces Allah gives us to worship Him, to obey Him سبحانه وتعالى. So, an example, recite. To see is a big ni'mah. See the blind person, how is he walking? How is he? He cannot read the Quran from the, 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 the Quran itself. He cannot read books. He cannot see his children. While you can see. It's a big grace. So, to use it, here is the worshipping. Shukr worshipping. To use it in the other way around. Some people may use these eyes to see bad things. That's called kufr ni'mah. That's using the ni'mah of Allah to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hearing. To hear Quran, to hear zikr, to hear good words. This is worshipping. But to hear other things, ghibah. To hear, to, to hear namima, to hear music, to hear bad things. This is disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by this ni'mah. So with these three pillars, if we take it 
the correct way, then we will be, insha'Allah, min al-shakirin. Wasalajdi al-shakirin. When we understand it this way, hopefully, insha'Allah, we work it out the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes. Then we will be satisfied by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be satisfied him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man arda Allah, bi sakhat al-nas, radiya Allahu anhu wa arda anhu al-nas. ومن أرض الناس بسخط الله سخط الله عليه وأسخط عليهم just to try to find out what is going to satisfy Allah and do it and say it and think of it then Allah will take care of you who will make the people like you who is driving and controlling the hearts of the people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so if you want someone to be good with you go and ask Allah the one who is controlling his heart don't ask him Leave him alone. Talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the one who can bring this person come to you and like to you. He's the one who is capable of doing this subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are two heart worshippings. We try to talk about them as much as we can. And we will have some more inshallah for the heart worshippings in the future. Hopefully inshallah. Jazakumullah khair for listening. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Instead of heart, it's alright. In the case of needed, alright. But do you mean that there's going to be moving the what is in the heart of the dead person into the alive person? Yes. No. As we said, we are talking about the, the mental heart, not the physical heart. Yani doctors in here they know that the heart is having four. What do you call them? Huh? Pain. This is this is a heart which is pushing the blood. We're talking about the heart which is having the feelings and the faith and the hateness and the love. It doesn't have to be the same piece. Yani if he's moving this yani, uh, heart and bringing another heart, still the person is the person. And the feeling is the feeling and the iman is the iman. Yani, don't think that when he gets the heart of a Hindu, he will become a Hindu. No. The soul is the soul. The soul is the soul. The soul is the case. The case. Yeah. Yeah. So is the case. Which is controlling the case. Yes, hopefully, if it, if it is, yeah, if it's needed in here, a person needs a, a heart to change a heart, and there's somebody to give him a heart for his death. I think the, the um, Islamic fiqh uh, league in Makkah, they allowed this. Volunteer, that when I die, take my heart. Wallahi. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the Islamic fiqh leak in Mecca, leak in Mecca, they allowed this. They allowed it. Yani, uh, the heart, the, the, the uh, kidneys, yani, the uh, leave and so on, yes. They said it's allowed. I think they said that. So, if they have already given the fatwa, khalas. Alhamdulillah. Transplant of any organ is allowed in Islam. That's what they said, yeah. That's what they said in, the, in, the, in their fatwa, yeah. Yes. Do that what? People huh? do not thank Allah. Thank Allah? Thank. Thank Allah, yes. Thank yes. Allah is not uh, shukur or shukur. Yes. Uh, not, not to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is better. If it's by heart, it's the case of karma. If it is by tongue, then it's a minor kufr. If it's by using the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way that he does not like, 
this is again another minor kufr. So in this case, they are not taking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by what he gives them. By the money, by the food, by the body, by the health, by the eyes, by the whatever. So they are using the ni'mah, the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to disobey. Yani if your son just take it this way, you have raised your son and you give him all the things he wants and he is using what you are giving him to hurt you. And to disobey you, obey you. You give him the car and he goes and leaves you. Yes, come take, me, take your mother, Khaliwali. How will you feel? Subhanallah, Wallah al-Masal This is your son, you cannot control him all. Yani, he's only your son, yani, you did not create him. You did not create him. Allah created you and gave you all of these things. You did not give him the size. Did you give your son the size or the hair? You did not give him all these things. Allah gave him this. But still you are so angry with him, it's me. He does not obey you. Same thing for the, the, the company you are working for. And I said this, I guess this example to the brother say, just imagine that you are working and you came with a contract with such and such company, ABC company. And when you arrive to Riyadh, you ask about the place, you go to the place, perhaps you know this place, then you go and work in the other company. And then if the month you come to the, the ABC company, they give me my salary. I you're not going to work with us, you work with other company, you go to the... No, no, you give me the salary, you have contact with you. You're working for the other company now. Subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he wants us to thank him for what he gives us, although we are not capable of thanking him totally. Complete thanks you cannot. But we do our best just to subside subhanahu wa ta'ala that our best. لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. This is really in Surah Al-Baqarah. If you read it and read the meaning of it, you will be amazed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very generous. He does not want us to give him full thanks. He wants, he wants, uh, wants us to give him subhanahu wa ta'ala our capability of thanks. Thanks him, by, thanks him by heart, thanks him by the tongue, thanks him by the action. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Because putting in mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is moving things around. The one who is taking care of everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these people are, are reasons. Reasons. Yani, you are thinking of your such and such nephew or cousin who is working in police to help you out. Before you ask him, go and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if Allah is one who wants, this person cannot help you out, or he will not help you out. But first of all, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then call this person. So, okay, that's a good point in here, brother is mentioning here, that we should not always yani, depend on reasons, but we should not always forget them. We are really going to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first place, but also we are doing this. That's what Muhammad did. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ask Allah for safety. Say, to save him, he asked Allah to uh, give victory to Islam, but he did not stay at home. He went for jihad. He put also dir in his chest, so nobody will, will, will kill him through the chest by you know, sword or something. So he is doing the things, so he is asking Allah plus he is doing the reason. Otherwise, we say, we give an example, usually we say this example, it's, it's a funny example, but it's giving it. And someone is always going to Ya Allah, give me children, Ya Allah, give me. But who is that married? What are you thinking? Like, go, get married and ask children. No, this guy is not going to. I don't need to get married. If Allah wants to give me children, I will give you children. Then you are not married. How are you going to do it? Subhanallah. So this is the case. You get married. Why do you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? 
ask Allah SWT and get married then he will do it. Because getting married is not the case that you don't have children. It doesn't have to be. And he may get married and he does not have children. But if he asks Allah SWT and get married then may Allah SWT will give him children. So we call it the reason or sabab. We have to do the sabab, to do the reason. Thus asking Allah SWT as they are combined, inshallah, things will happen. Same with your medicine. Another example if you want, another example. Yani a person who is saying that he say, Ya Allah, cure me. And he's saying that from, he's not going to the doctor. Or he's going to the doctor without asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not the only thing to do. Ask Allah and go to the doctor. Have them both. And this is the way. Because if Allah does not want to cure the person, if he goes to millions of doctors, they will not give him the cures. But he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he wants, he will direct the doctor to give him the good medicine and he will be a cure, inshallah. أياك الله أياك الله وجزاك الله خير Answer of, answer of this is this. Yeah, to deal with the Kafirs, whoever they are, we have to put in mind or be in mind two things. Big difference between love and hate and the case of speaking. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to hate all Kafirs. Upon the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But to treat people differently. So you hate the Kafir because he is the enemy of Allah. And you cannot love the enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the same time, you treat him good if you think that he's going to accept Islam or he's a peaceful Kafir. He's not hurting Muslims, then you treat him good. Okay? So, you, uh, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi used to smile on the faces of the Jew and he treated him good. He had one of them to serve him at home and he, when this child was sick, he went to his, to his house, to his father's house and he called him to Islam. So, the, the treatment here is okay. But if this person now becomes يعني, a fighter, not a peaceful Kafir, then this differs. Yani, as the brother said in here, the case of uh, Hyderabad now, they are killing Muslims. Nobody says, no, no, for Dawah, I will go to these people and shake hands with these people who are killing Muslims. No, yeah, no way. What happened in Sudan is an example when the Christians are killing Muslims in, in that time when the war was over. Nobody would say, well, I see these Christians good, so they will accept Islam. No, this is not the case. But when, when there is a peace and there is no fighting that the Kafirs are among the Muslims, then you can treat them good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala direct them to Islam. But in the same time, still you are hating them. And hate here is not because they are the enemies of Allah and Allah has to hate. On the other hand, we have to love Muslims totally love, complete love because uh, of course it depends on they are good Muslims, they have complete love. And if they are bad Muslims, they have partial love. Partial wala as we call it. Yes, yes. We'll do what? Photos on internet and all that, like whatever is happening, medicine Yes, yes, yes. So I would like to uh, ask you what would be the proper solution for this? 
how how this thing messages we got that this bad thing is happening in the Muslim world. Sometimes because it might take a opposite reaction. Like hmm. generally people will get like, oh my God, they are killing all our brothers and they go out and they might. There, there, there could be uh, much more damage to the lives of Muslims. Yeah, because the wrong, the wrong stepping, uh, stepped on the... So what, yeah, what, what should be the precaution? How, what is the Islamic way in this? Islamic way is this. First of all, to remind people to hate these cops. This first of all, because they are cops. Second thing, to show the correct way to deal with these people. Yeah. To deal with the Muslims is to deal with the cops. To deal with the Muslims is to do the best to help them out. Because they are our Muslim brothers. Allah Muhammad told us that they are like one body. If you have a toothpick, the whole body will be in fever. Nobody says, Khaliwali, my tooth, I don't care about it, I'm going. No, so if they have toothpick, the whole body will be affected. If you have a cut in your hand, the whole body will be affected. So this is our Muslim nation, Ummah Muhammad. If anyone of them is facing troubles, we are supposed to feel the same thing. So we love them, we try our best to help them out. Whether with dua, that's which is the most important one. Then also to help them buy money if we can. Buy our bodies if we can. If there is jihad and we are scheduled to go for jihad, we go for it. If there is no jihad as we have in now, trouble now, if somebody just named the jihad, everybody will kill him. No, then he will be caught by the Muslims first of all and put him in jail. So, we are minority in India, we are very less. We are minority in the whole world. That's <laughs> not in India only. Yeah. We are minority not only by the numbers, also. we are minority by, even by, by capability. As I told you, to love them, to make dua for them, to help them out financially, to, as you said, to show their story in, in the mass media, to push, them, to push the Kafirin all around by any means, but not to get to the point where we make the Kafirin again to kill more Muslims. Yeah, and we're not going to say, okay, tonight, Allah, there's a problem in Hyderabad, let's go all carry our bourbons and go to Riyadh airport to go to Hyderabad to fight. This will not, nobody wants to this. Nobody will do this actually, nobody will allow you to do this. As I told you in Palestine, as an example before I said this example, in Palestine, it is almost now 70 years it's occupied by the Jew. Now, when some Muslims wanted to go for jihad in Palestine, they were killed by the Muslims. Four Saudis wanted to make jihad in Palestine about two years ago, three years ago, and they passed through Jordan, they ran away from police, they got into Palestine, they killed some Jew when they came back, in the border of Jordan, they were killed by Jordan, Jordanians. So what do you think? Some Muslims are the guards of the cover. What are you going to do? And you are going to face the cover, you are killed from the back by the Muslims. So you have to be careful about this case. How are we going to deal with this? We have to do the same way of Muhammad He spent in Mecca a long time just to talk, just to call, just to purify the people's selves just to do the best to make people true Muslims, then later on we'll go step ahead to fight the Kafirin and bring Islam back again to be the leader of the world. To save the Kafirin from their fire. We're not trying to go and just to kill them and take their money or their blood. It's not our job in here just to kill people. No. Our job is to save the Kafirin from their fire uh, as much as we can. Yeah, and we are, Islamic Jihad is a mercy for the Kafirin. But they don't understand it. Or they don't want to understand it. But the case is this, if Muslims really themselves are not true Muslims, not all of them of course, lots of them, they are not true Muslims. They, you will find one Muslims who is by name, Muhammad Ali Ahmad, he is a Muslim, but is he a Muslim truly? Especially those who are living in the West. Some Muslims in some Muslim countries, they don't know much about Islam. Somebody told me in some Indian villages, they, they didn't want to know anything about Islam, only names. 
they look like the Hindus more than they are Muslims. So this is the problem. Now we need to do our job to bring these people back to Islam. Before we think of trying to, to have jihad against these Catholics because we are minority in each side. Minority in number and we are minority in, in capability also. So we have to do our best now to, to bring Muslims back to Islam. Yes. Sure, go ahead. Actually, you have a lot of jamaas there. <laughs> and they are separating Muslims. You know? Yeah. But the Aqidah is not we have to clarify now, sorry to interrupt you, but we have to, to clean ourselves first before we go to the other situation. We Muslims not, now, we need ourselves to be clean, to be purified. Then we can go to the others. Yani don't just try to gather Muslims on one unity while they are not in the right track of Muhammad that's the case. Learn Islam truly, learn Tawhid truly, go to people to call them. That's what Allah told us in His holy book in Surah Al-Asr, as you remember. Al-Dina Aman, that's because of knowledge, then they became good mu'min. Amir Salahat, they practiced. They call people, they, they make da'wah, and so on. When they face troubles after that, they have sabr, and there's no patience in this case, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, of course. There is what the Wasul or Wasila is ordered in the Holy Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Allah, wa bitahu ilayhi al Wasila. Wasila is using the Fameen. The Wasul is using the Fameen. A Wasila is the Fameen. How did you come to, to the Masjid? By a car. Car is your Wasila. Okay? So we need to use Wasila. Allah has to but what kind of Wasila are we supposed to use? That's the case. There is a permissible Wasila and there is an unpermissible Wasila. Permissible Wasila is a lot. You can use your prayer as a wasila, you can use names uh, of Allah as a wasila, you can use the qualities of Allah as a wasila, you can use a wasila as a call of a person, you can summon. Yes, that's possible. That's possible in some limited way, not an open way. Some people may say, okay, halas, ask the people to make dua for me, make dua for me, and he doesn't make dua for himself. It's a problem. Yes. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Wish the first then will. Because the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is two sides. A will that he loves, a will that he doesn't love. Yes. 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 And he decides that it's habit. Yani, disbelieving of Fir'aun. Does he like it? Fir'aun. Fir'aun. His disbelieving. Did Allah like it? No. But if he allowed it to happen, why is he allowed, why he allowed the Iblis to be there? Let me get it over. Why he allowed the Iblis to be there? Okay? Is that because he cannot stop him? Astaghfirullah. His will, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is all. But he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, when some wisdom allowed the to be there, so he will test us. Are we going to obey Allah or obey Iblis? 
Why you not go for other job? They say, well, because this is bitter. They say, why you do not apply for the good deeds, not for the bad deeds, and say this because Allah wanted me to do this. SubhanAllah, how did he know? Did he know the future? Did he know the right? No. But so, he should do the good thing, asking Allah Ta'ala to help him out, not to do bad, bad things and blame Allah. For example, if any bad things happened already past, yeah. everybody will say, oh, it happened because Allah wanted to do it. The person is responsible, the person who has done it is a responsible person. And let us see, inshaAllah, if you... I, because Allah allowed him. Yani Allah knew that this person wants to do this by his own will, so I allowed him. No, Allah allowed him. Not made him. Yes. Yani if, uh, inshallah, let us see when you come to this. We talk about the case of Qadr, it's four steps. We discussed this even this message long time ago. That Qadr is four steps. The first step is the knowledge of Allah that He knew everything. So He knew that Iblis will want to refuse His order, so He allowed him. If He forced him to obey His order, then He doesn't deserve Jannah. If Allah has forced Abu Bakr to be a mu'min, then how is He going to Jannah? If Allah forced Abu Jahl to be a kafir, then how is He punishing him? No, there's no force in here. He, is, he knew that He will like this, and He, by His own will, We'll go for it, so we know. Sir? There's two words, as we said. The will of Allah and the will of a human being. وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَيَّ شَاءَ اللَّهِ There's two words. Hmm? So there's two words in there. I mean, don't, don't take it that it's only a will of Allah and we have no will. No, we have our will. Allah gave us a will also. فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَقْفُرْ So we have Mashia, we have our will. We can choose Islam or choose Kufr, na'udhu billah. But Allah knew that this person will choose Iman and Islam, so he allowed him to be a Muslim. And he knew that this other person who is like Abu Jahl, he will choose Kufr, so he allowed him. This case of Qadr is a good case, we'll talk about it, inshallah. Yes, yes, we had this before in this, in this message, yes. Show him the, the uh, benefits of Islam. Show him the system of Islam. How it, and the Westerns especially are not the same as the Easterns. When you talk about to, to a Western, he is he depends on, on on the mental cases more than the uh, emotional case. So you should should show him how good is Islam in system, in the social life, in the political life, in the economic life. Uh, system of Islam in each one of these. 
تو فیس پر یہ کیوں لگتا کس طرح